Hi everybody, Lisa Tawani here from Pushing the Limits and today we've got a really cool little episode ready for you. I'm here with my wingman at Running Hot Coaching, my business partner, my coach, Neil Wagstaff. G'day Neil, how you doing? I'm good Lisa, how are you mate? I'm very good. Now today's topic is how to not let fear rule your life. And this is something that so many people struggle with and it limits our potential and we're all about high performance and reaching the best version of yourself that you can be. So we want to give you some tips today on how you can stop uh, fear ruling your life. Okay, Neil, take it away. What's our first tip? So first, probably great question to ask to start with, Lisa, is, is fear a good or bad thing? I think a lot of people assume that it's a bad thing and it's something we don't want. From my perspective and, and our perspective, fear is a good thing. It's, it, it, it's only good if you can manage it. You've got to be able to take control of it. We need a certain amount of it in our life because it gets shit, it gets shit done. It allows yeah. us to get stuff done. It allows us to to make decisions decisions uh, quickly but if out of control then it can really stop us doing things it can put up a massive roadblock to what we want to do and really really slow us down so it's 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 an emotion so fear is an emotion so it's going to create an emotional reaction in our body so the sort of things we're going to experience with it and you all would have, would have experienced this before is high heart rate racing heart when you're we've got fear about something or you're scared about something you'll experience the sweaty palms the high breathing some of you may be aware of your blood pressure coming up so all of these things start to happen within the body and they're the things that we we associate with the emotion they're the things we don't want to feel most of us never want to feel those things because we know if you feel those feelings they feel uncomfortable we want to move a, move away from it so over the years we've had many discussions about techniques to control that when you put yourself in some interesting situations yeah. and I've definitely put some of mine in some over the years as, as, as well so what's some of the good techniques that you've you've used over the years though sir that have, yeah. um, that have allowed you to control that physiology right so yeah one of the other just as uh, before we go into that is uh, another thing is like your vision actually comes in when you are mm -hmm. fearful you you lose your yeah. peripheral vision and you actually start to get tunnel vision as they say um you're also unable to make good decisions because you're not you're not seeing the whole picture literally not seeing the whole picture and you're also not aware your intuition is turned off a little bit because you're you're in a heightened state so you've got to try to bring yourself back into the middle so a couple of techniques that i love to use is number one diaphragmatic breathing so this is deep breathing exercises which you probably heard me a few times talk about and it's a really really key one i use this every single day probably 10 times a day when i'm feeling stressed or anxious or anything's going on in my life and it's crazy and i need to calm my nervous system down I do some just 90 seconds of deep breathing exercises. So that can be um, box breathing, for example, and there are lots of different rhythms you can use. But this is an example. Uh, breathing in for four, a count of four, holding for four, out for four, hold for four. And that could be five, six, seven, eight, whatever works for you. Now, what are you doing, Neil? Explain what is actually on a physiological level happening when you're doing this deep breathing. So what you're doing is the, all the things we talked about before, the, the heart rate, the blood pressure, the breathing rate, the sweaty palms, all associated with the sympathetic nervous system. So what you want to do is switch that off and switch on the, the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's what the breathing will do, which allows those things to just start to, start to tone down, wind down, switch off so that you can bring the heart rate back down, you can bring the blood pressure back down, you can control the breathing, and you can, you can feel a lot calmer. And then with that outlook and that perspective, all of a sudden what you saw as a fearful situation, you can now look at through rational eyes. As you were saying before, you, you lose that vision, you lose that focus. It allows you to refocus, look at it. Is it going to be, and this is one of the things you've said to me for, for many years, is, is what's going to happen? So it allows you to ask that question. If I'm scared of something, we've talked about it with your, your public speaking, when I go and do um, public speaking as well, when we get up on stage, 
it's the that fear of of well you know, this, 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 this could happen. Um, and but asking that question, what could happen? And um, we, so we discussed it many times, but that, that going back to the caveman days, we're not going to get chased down. No. We're not going to get eaten. No we're not going to get, no one's going to eat us. No one's going to, no one's going to beat us. The worst case is we, we might forget what, forget, forget what we're going to say. Might feel a little bit embarrassed. Uh, might feel a little bit unsure. Might err and arm a little bit, but nothing. The world's still going to keep spinning. Yeah. And once you start looking at it through those eyes, it really starts to allow you to take control and realize that it's not, not the end of the not world. Because we, we are conditioned from our ancestry. It's the same physiological response when a lion was chasing us back in the day that we had to run. That's why the sweaty palms, the, exactly. the adrenaline dropping into the system so that you can go and you can run or you can fight. Nowadays, we're getting that response when we're about to go on stage for a speaking event or when we're going into a, a meeting with our boss and we're a bit nervous about it or when we're getting on a phone with a client and it's happening to us 10, 20, 30 times a day and that is not what our bodies are made for and this is where the today's modern stresses are still re reacting as if we were like in our ancestral days but we're doing it 100 times a day which is the really, and we're not in physical danger. So differentiate between, are you in physical danger? Tell your brain, tell your body, you, no, I'm not in danger. It's okay. It's okay. Tell yourself it's okay and calm yourself down. I do this with mum when she's learning a new thing that's scaring the crap out of her and she will physically block herself when she's had a brain damage. She will physically block herself, for example, from picking something up off the floor. And so I'm coaching her through and I'm saying, tell your brain it's okay. It's okay that I'm tipping your head forward. It's okay. You're all right. You're safe. You're in safety. By doing that and reassuring her through the whole process and then she realizes she does it she comes back up again and she realizes nothing bad happened and the next time when we do it and the next time the brain is not so resistant to it if that makes sense another yeah, thing that you can do only is um changing the whole perception of what you have ahead of you from a challenge to a threat so talk us talk us through why that is important so looking at um how we how we view things so if we see it as a threat so if, if we're looking at something and going, wow, this is, this is scary, it's making me, giving me fear, it's making me feel very emotional and getting all those physiological responses, it's reframe it, reframe it. And that threat can very easily become a challenge. It can be something that we can look at and go, well, now it's a challenge. I can now put in place a plan with how I'm going to overcome that challenge and how I'm going to do it. Using some examples of you, your, your attitude to life and, your, and the races you've done in the past was always, let me sign up first. I'll sign up for what I'm going to do. I'll commit to what I'm going to do. And then we'll create. So we've got the challenge. And now the fear comes in. And I remember many times we went through this. Oh, my God, look what I've just done. <laughs> well, I've just, I'm going to go and run across the desert. Okay. So the fear, the fear carries on for, for a little while. And we both kind of used to sit there going, yeah, that's pretty scary. And then looking at now putting a plan together around the challenge. We know the challenge may be off three, six, 12 months down the line. What can we now do to do a little bit each day to get towards that and make it manageable? And that, again, starts to really take the fear away because all of a sudden now you've got a plan. You've got yep. direction and you know exactly what you need to do, need to, do to get there. So planning is, is going to be a key part of it and how you perceive it. And, and seeing it as an opportunity and not as a physical threat. So you're standing on the start line of a marathon, you're scared shitless, you're thinking, oh, my God. Instead of saying, this is going to be the most exciting day of my life, this is the first time that I'm ever going to have this opportunity and this is going to be great. And so you get your mind into that state of, this is going to be fabulous, I'm enthusiastic. And one of the, enthusiasm is one of those higher forms of 
of being. You know, it's one of those higher states. We want to be enthusiastic. We want to be excited. And um, if you're in the state of fear, that's a negative, a lower state, if you like. So we want to turn our physiology. And we can do this within split seconds by just changing the, the stories that are going around in their head. Ask yourself, are those thoughts real? Or are they just a story that part of your brain is telling you another part of your brain? One, you? of the, one of the things I've got some huge wins from over the years, Lise, we, we laugh about this, with, um, especially with my dancing, but mm. is, um, is, is creating a song or having, I call it my coming into the room song, and I've got a couple, couple that I use, but creating a song that brings all those feelings of positivity, the my plan into place in my head. So I almost imagine like I'm a fighter coming out into a boxing yeah. ring before I'm going to go fight. And yeah. with, with that in mind, it's that, that music gets me ready for that. It gets me prepared for that. So I've used music and there's a couple of songs in particular that I said that I use pre-race. Yep. So when I'm, when I'm racing, I put on, if I'm going to speak publicly, there's certain songs I, I, I use just to get me into that, that awareness, get me into that, that okay. state so that I'm feeling confident. It starts to get the fear monster back down. Yeah. reduces, allows me to control that physiology and I feel pumped, I feel excited, I feel ready, I feel ready to do what I'm going, going to go and do. So one of the things that we will ask you to do is, is after the podcast is go away and have a think about what's your coming into the room song. What's your song that gets the fear away and lifts you up to make you, allow you to be ready and prepared? Yeah. Okay, we've had lots of fun doing it over the years. I'd still, you know, muck around with the kids as well doing it and we'll have a, we'll have a dance and see which, which song works for us. And it's really interesting to see your family and friends one song will work for one person, and for someone else, they'll be like, there's no way that, that lifts me up. Okay, so it's working out what... Get working out what works, what works for you. On top of that, if you, which I'll, I'll pass back to you, Lise, if, if you then start, just, just take the listeners through the thing, adding visualisation into that. So yeah. how you can yeah. really picture what you're doing. So yeah, another tool is visualization. So this is where you are going through the event, the the, the challenge, the, the race, the problem, or whatever it is that you've got ahead of you and going over and over and over it in your mind. And, and in this fantasy life, you're actually in control. So you're Superman or Superwoman and you can do and, and be anything you like. And I love doing this before I go into a race and I'm, and I'm, I'm running along and I'm just feeling freaking awesome and, and it's a beautiful day and things are going my way and I'm feeling really strong and powerful. And when you go over and over and, and you, you watch Olympic athletes do this when they're going for something like the pole vault, right, or the high jump, and you'll watch them just before they take off and they're going out, you know, they're doing all these hand movements and they're see them talking to themselves and they are visualizing the jump ahead of them and they do it they've done this thousands and thousands of times prior because what it does is it makes the brain think it's already happened the brain doesn't differentiate between real and imaginary and when you go over and over an event in your head it thinks it's already happened so when you go up there to do it again it's like i got this this is a piece of cake and and that's what those athletes are doing and you can use this in your day-to-day -day life you can visualize in the more deep detail that you can get into with the visualization, the more powerful that will become. Um, I've talking to, I've spoken to world champion uh, motorcycle uh, racer Wayne Gardner, and he talked about visualization and he would go over and over these courses in his head that he was doing on the Saturday or whatever. And he said every single corner 
he would visualize it which way the motorbike's going and how he's going to turn here and where his body weight's going to be and by the time that it actually got to the race he said the whole race and they're going at 300 something k's an hour is is actually slowed down for him and he can react perfectly because of him it's actually going in slow motion because he's been there a thousand times it's not happening in a split second which is the reality it is happening in a split second but because he's so practiced it's all happening in slow motion and he's got time to react how he's meant to react and that is the power of visualization and that is something that you can put into your life right now right today um, another thing that I use before I get up on stage for example and, and speak and we do a hell of a lot of speaking um, power posing now this sounds stupid but I'll go into the loose beforehand and I'll start beating on my chest and then I'll start like I'm, I'm Rocky Balboa on the top of the step right and what I'm doing when I put my arms like in, the, in a victorious stance and you're actually posing like this you're actually causing a release of testosterone into your system because you're getting these powerful strong confident hormones flooding your system and it actually makes you feel bolder makes you feel stronger and ready for battle we all have testosterone not just men and when we do this sort of thing men have more testosterone than women but women also have testosterone. And when you do this sort of power posing, you're releasing some of that testosterone, which is what makes people feel strong and bold and confident and aggressive even. Um, it, it, it puts that out into your body and that makes you go up on the stage and own it, you know? So it puts you into that state. So power posing is another one of the tricks. What else have we got there, Neil? I think as well as just, just what's worked so well for us over the years is making sure you've got good mental support crew around you. Okay, so it's the, you know, we always tell everyone we, that we use coaches ourselves as well. Yeah, all the time. So we use coaches, we, we look to other mentors, we have those people in our life because there's, there's a number of many valuable reasons for that. But the main one is that they, in this context, is they're going to help you control those fears. They're going to help you contro control those, uh, those physiological responses we talked about. They'll help you go through and understand how to do that. They believe in you. They teach you what they've done wrong in the past and what they've, they've done well in the past so you can really, truly learn from them. And it's, it's having people around you that believe in your philosophy, understand what you want to do and what you want to achieve. Often the fear gets worse if the people around you aren't brought into what you're doing and aren't supporting you and they bring you down and then the fear gets worse. So once you get in an environment, and you all know that when you've been in that environment, you can walk into somewhere, be it a team you've worked with, be it family members, and you know that when you're around those people, you just feel... You feel good. You yeah. feel strong. You feel powerful because you know they are believing what you're doing. They are supporting what you're doing. So, so look, look around you. Are those people that are around you, are they supporting you? And are they helping you yeah. get, beat your fear monster? Or are they just encouraging it and making it, making it worse? And this, so can be, very, sorry, you know, this can be your immediate family or things that are actually doing it, things out of love often because they fear that you can't do this. Who they, what, what the hell are you doing? We want to stop you because they're scared. And that's not always the truth, though. I want you to understand that if you can get the mentors that will tell you how to do it and the direction you have to go and who believe in you, and that's what we do at Running Hot Coaching, is we really believe in our coach. We know that people have more potential than what they actually they believe. And when I, when I say it to them or Neil says it to them, they tend to believe it more because someone outside is, is actually investing in them and believing in them and telling them they can do it and giving them directions how to get there. And then all of a sudden their game lifts. When you set expectations on people, and if you guys are out there, if you're parents or if you're whatever you're doing, set high expectations of your kids. Set high expectations of the people around you in a good way. I, I know that you can do this. I expect you to do it. You're going to make this. 
And when you do that, you're, you're emboldening them. You're giving them the power because you are getting alongside them and helping them forward. Instead of going, oh, you can't do that. What are you doing? What are you thinking about? This is, this is scary. You know, that sort of, that sort of a reaction is, is never going to lead to high performance. And I think the very last thing that I'd like to talk about today, Neil, is exposure therapy. Yeah. Can you go into exposure therapy and, and how, say, like the special forces use this? Well, it's, it's exposing yourself and putting yourself in that position with the things that you... Not literally. You, yeah, within, within reason, but you, you are scared of. So yeah. putting yourself in controlled environments, and depending on how extreme the case is, the, like the special forces, the SAS, will do it in a very extreme, extreme yeah. situation where they really expose themselves to the sorts of situations they're likely to be in when they're out in the field. Yeah. It, look at what your, what your fear is, and one way of controlling that, overcoming it, is to start exposing yourself to it more. And putting yourself in a position that if it's you've got a fear of doing longer runs or you, you don't think you've got the ability to longer runs and that's scaring you and you've you've done a 10k or half marathon you want to enter a marathon then starting to push the boundaries on how far you're running and what you're doing will start to make you realize that it is it is achievable so you've got to control control it so it doesn't become too extreme but just exposing yourself to the sort of people that have done that sort of thing and the sort of environments and threats that give you the fear allow you to get it under control because you're, you're, getting, you're getting used to it. So, for example, like with, with you know, using the example of, of uh, special forces, like they will go in, they will in, their, in their battle scenarios and that they'll, they'll go over and over and over these things. And these are situations that would normally scare the crap out of everybody, right? These are, you know, situations being shot at, whatever, horrible things happening. And... Of course, at the beginning, when you start doing these things, your heart rate goes up, you get scared, you, and you're, you're in a panic situation. You don't make good decisions. So when they repeatedly expose you to this type of behavior and this type of situation, what happens is you no longer start responding with fear. And that's why those guys, if you put a heart rate monitor on them when they're going into actually a real battle, you probably see that their heart rate hardly lifts, their breathing hardly changes, because they aren't out of control. They're actually in control because they've been in similar scenarios hundreds of times before they actually go into battle, and then they can actually make rational complete logical decisions whereas you and I who haven't been exposed to that type of situation would probably you know run around like a chook with its head cut off and probably get ourselves killed because we don't have the ability to control ourselves in that type of situation so I mean this can be just small things just bring you know like a sales conversation that you have to have with clients and getting on the phone that you're terrified of the more you do it it's horrible at the beginning the more you do it, the more you'll be able to do it, the less it will cause a fear reaction in your body. So just exposing yourself to it and getting uh, able and stronger to overcome it. So anything else that you'd like to add there, Neil, for, for today? No, just just use a big fan of taking one or two things. Don't try and Im implement everything you've, you've learned today and everything we've talked about today. Take one or two things. It may be the breathing. It may be going to find you coming into the room song. It may be starting to expose yourself to more of your fears and in, in a controlled environment. But take one, one, or, one or two of them and start putting them into practice. These sort of things, the reason a lot of people don't do them and don't do them enough because it takes discipline. It yeah. takes discipline and you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone and start trying these things a little bit. But I guarantee you, once you start doing them and putting them into practice, and we're talking from years of experience here, it works. Yeah. It really does work. And you start to become that better person. You start to become a better version of yourself and you start to really start to release potential that you, you wouldn't have been aware was there. Yep. And all 
mental strength training and we you know we teach a lot about mental toughness mental strength it's all about repetition of the right rituals of the right decision making and these are things you have to do over and over and over again before you actually get a stronger mind the first time it's not going to click okay the first time that you try any of these techniques that we share on this sort of thing isn't going to happen in five seconds but if you persevere through those times make things a habit make things a ritual make things uh, within your power then who you are today is not absolutely no way indicative of who you can become tomorrow or the next day or next year so think of that person that you want to be in a couple of years time and let's you know move towards that and get stronger as you do now thanks for listening everybody today i've really enjoyed uh doing this with neil it's been exciting and if you'd like to reach out to us we'd love to hear from you if you've got a problem around running around mindset around nutrition weight loss you know all of these good things that we teach about then please reach out to either one of us you can hop on our website lisatamati.com all our programs are on there our mindset academy our epigenetics testing program which we're going to be sharing a lot more about over the next few weeks our running programs are course um and yeah we're doing seminars we're doing speaking events we've got a, a live weekend coming up at the end of august uh, we've got a few spots left on that so if anyone wants to come and hang out with us for an entire weekend can you imagine be awesome <laughs> um and with the great people that are going to be there then check that out so head over to lisatarmody.com hook up with us on instagram at lisatarmody once again on facebook at lisatarmody as well and we'd love to help you out any final words there neil no, go and enjoy, guys. Go and enjoy. Don't let fear rule your life. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. See you, guys.